What do you find to be persuasive? As in, do you tend to find yourself convinced of a concept, argument, or ideology by means of well-reasoned logic, or by something else? An emotional account, perhaps. Or maybe in the past you found yourself swayed by just the right sort of charismatic person. Whatever the case may be for you individually, my friend, it's fair to say that we've all, at some point, been won over by one means or another. It's a fundamentally human thing, stitched into the very fabric of how we communicate. We routinely try to convince one another of our respective perspectives. There's an argument to be made that that's all a good story really is, a way of persuading someone of the value or rectitude of a certain moral or conclusion or sentiment. But how does this work? How do we effectively convey an argument to another person or group of people? What makes something resonate with them, makes them susceptible to buying in, so to speak? Well, while these may initially sound like overly complicated questions to answer, what if I told you that there exists a general rule of thumb for persuasion? That there is a way to vastly increase your chances of being listened to by your target audience? Well, I don't know about you, but personally, I think that'd be pretty darn neat. So, Today, I'm going to teach you to make your narratives as persuasive as possible, and we're going to achieve it by analyzing the relationship between narrative and reality through the lens of the dialectic and the rhetorical and their usage. My name is Kiwi Drummond, I use a she-her pronoun, and this is Internarrative. Let's rock! start with this. Well, first of all, don't misunderstand me when I say that there's a general rule of thumb for persuasion. Obviously, the exact same strategy of argumentation isn't going to work on everyone, but there is an ethos of argumentative design, if you will, that can help you to make your narrative accounts a whole lot more effective as a persuasive tool. But, to best understand this design ethos, we've got a couple of concepts to talk about first. We'll start with a little thing called the dialectic approach. The dialectic approach is a discursive method, which is a fancy phrasing for what boils down to a way to talk about things. This way of talking about things stresses the importance of logical and contextual examination of a given situation, value, or concept with the aim of attaining understanding. Basically, it's a way of establishing a consensual, mutually agreed-upon truth that is as objective as is possible. For the purposes of metaphor, the dialectic approach is not totally dissimilar in form or goal to what I'm sure you know to be called the scientific method. It's not a direct parallel, but they are undeniably comparable in terms of a mutual desire for reasoned accuracy. 
Now then, the second requisite concept, the rhetorical approach. I will bet my best pair of boots that all y'all have heard of rhetoric before, most likely in a negative context. It's often used as a disparaging criticism by people who think their opposition's ideology is empty and baseless. I'm going to have to ask you to leave your negative connotations, if you have them, at the proverbial door, however, because the rhetorical approach is not, in and of itself, a necessarily morally bankrupt thing. All the rhetorical approach really is, is speech with the aim of persuasion, which it goes about accomplishing by means of contextual framing and by way of leveraging the worldview of the audience in question to the speaker's advantage. The reason it's got such a bad reputation is because nowhere in that definition is it implied that the speaker must be truthful or, well, even ethical. The rhetorical approach is a tool like any other, and in the wrong hands, it's a tool that can be pretty damaging. Luckily for us, however, we're decent people, so when we use it, we're going to be mindful about it, aren't we? In any case, the dialectic and the rhetorical, those are all the tools you need. Now you may find yourself asking, QE, the dialectic and the rhetorical sound like complete and utter opposites. How can these two disparate concepts come together to make me and my stories more convincingly persuasive? And that, you clever thing you, is an excellent question. We've got to reconcile these two ideas. Now, how do we do that? Well, think about it like this. On the one side, rhetoric can be utilized to help structure narrative argumentation that is based on core persuasive principles and supporting methods of enticement. On the other side, the dialectic can in conjunction be used to incorporate argumentative devices and develop recurring keystone structures. Alright, that's all still a bit dense, so let me make it even simpler. The rule of thumb I've been dangling in front of you is this. You will be most likely to successfully persuade your audience by presenting them a narrative they subjectively find to be fundamentally reasonable. That's it. That's the gimmick. What I'm saying is this. It doesn't matter what you, yourself, find to be the most logical or convincing story, all that counts is what will get traction with your audience. And what that may be varies a lot. In a given scenario, the optimal narrative framing could be well-reasoned logic and evidence, but it may also very well be a grade A sob story. Or perhaps your success at persuasion could entirely rest upon your willingness to shout louder and longer than everyone else. It varies. So how can you use this to your advantage? I hate to say it, but that I can't determine for you. This rule is highly subjective, and accordingly, its effective employment depends on the specifics of your circumstances. What story are you trying to tell, and to whom are you telling it? Who are you trying to persuade? What are you trying to persuade them of? If you can figure that out, you'll be well on your way. Truth be told, this all may sound like a fairly basic concept, and, well, that's because it is. 
As we've established, no two people will react to the same story the exact same way. So if you're trying to present something to a specific demographic, it will behoove you to tailor your story to their perspectives. By framing a narrative in terms and with structures that are more likely to resonate with their core beliefs, you empower yourself to, in the simplest terms possible, be taken more seriously. So there you have it. A story is only convincing if it is well tailored to its audience. By making your argument reasonable on their terms, you're putting yourself leaps and bounds beyond those who expect to automatically be listened to without considering who they're talking to. But remember, while it may be a relatively simple rule, it incontestably demands some creative thinking on your part every time you strive to make use of it. But hoo boy, it is worth it, and I know you can do it. Well, folks, that's it for season one. Internarrative is going to be taking a short little hiatus for the holiday season, but rest assured, we'll be back and better than ever come January. You can expect Season 2 to kick off with Episode 6 on Monday the 11th of next month. My friends, I can't wait to keep exploring the power of stories with you. But for now, my name is Kiwi Drummond. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. (music) 